Hey guys, this is an exciting episode for my Pensacola people. If you are listening, we're having a conversation with Escambia County School teacher Jordan McKinney first. Then after that, we're having a pet talk about the desires on your heart. Where does God have you? We're digging into Psalm 37. So you're going to want to get your Bible out or the app on your phone, the Bible app, and pull up Psalm 37 for the conversation after Jordan. And then after that, Pensacola people. Jordan has an update for you if you're looking to get involved in community. There are groups available. There are things to do. So just um, just stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right, here we go. Conversation with Jordan McKinney, Escambia County school teacher on the beautiful Pensacola Beach, Pensacola Beach, Florida. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name because we cannot do life and life to the fullest without Jesus and without his word. And today you all get encouraged, get inspired because we are going to have on one of our youngest guests. She's 27 years old, Jordan McKinney. She's a teacher. She's an author. She's a mother of a nine month old little girl, right, Jordan? She is nine months. Oh my goodness. How cute is she? Your Instagram is like the cutest thing with those pictures. Oh my goodness. I bet you're so in love. I am. She is a sassy little thing. She is so much fun. Life has definitely become a lot fuller since we've added her to the family. And isn't it so fun to have the Gulf of Mexico in our backyard and just take your baby to the beach? I know it, that to me is the best blessing. She is such a water baby. If she could be in the water for hours, she'd be totally happy with that. Oh, well, she's so cute. Y'all are adorable. And Jordan, y'all are just going to love her. Jordan is a teacher. She was teacher of the year last year as she's teaching on Pensacola beach. Okay. All the teachers who are listening to this are like, what? Like your uh, backyard, your playground area is sand from the beach. Like they're schoolhouse is feet away from the Gulf of Mexico, which is just mind blowing. But um, Jordan, you teach second grade, right? I do. I teach lovely little seven year olds. Um, And so it's, it's definitely a dream come true teaching at that school. I've wanted to teach there since I was a kid and I've always wanted to teach second. So God merging both of those into my job I currently have is still a dream come true. That's awesome. Yeah. Tell us more about your job and what you do and just what you love about it and what God is doing through you as a teacher. So I teach second grade. I usually have anywhere from 21 to 24 kids. Um, I've been there for, this is going to be my fourth year. And something that I just love about that job, it's all of these children from different walks of life and their thought process and the way that I feel like I always have to be kind of on my A game and changing things all the time. Nothing is stagnant, which I, I personally love. And, um, you know, there, that school, we are a family through and through. When I had my daughter last fall, my room mom volunteer came in and brought cards from the kids while I was still in the hospital. Um, They love to hear about Charlotte. It's just an experience teaching there that, is so unique and special. There's only one teacher per grade. So the faculty is incredibly small. Wow. Um, I didn't realize that it was that small, but I mean, there aren't that many people who live on Pensacola beach. 
Now we usually have about 140 students enrolled. Um, so it's, it is a, and the kids, because they're in those classes, you are literally watching them grow from kindergarten to fifth grade. They're with the same years. Um, so it's very, it's a very unique experience. That's great. And I love the school. Look it up online if you haven't seen it. It's just a really unique sight to see before I moved here. I had never seen anything like it, how the playground is in the sand. And then you look out, I mean, there, you know, you have to go over the sea oats, you know what I'm saying? Our yeah. natural pr protectors, but then, and then there you are at the beautiful emerald waters, <laughs> the Gulf of Mexico. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. What a view. But Jordan, um, we have talked on the phone before this. I found you through a friend on social media, Julia, my good friend who I go to church with out on Pensacola beach. And she's awesome. She loves the Lord. She's a trusted friend of my life. And she connected me with you and said, you have to get Jordan on. And after I talked to you, and I think people are going to be inspired who are listening to you because you are one of our youngest guests. You're 27 years old. And when we talked before recording for this podcast, I'm like, do you mind if I share the first Timothy four twelve verse where it says, don't look down on anyone because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech and conduct and love and faith and impurity. And that is just you to me, just meeting you and talking with you and you are on fire for the Lord and you are doing some really cool things that I cannot wait for you to share with us. Not only this book that you have coming out, we are going to talk about that also what you're doing on the west side and Pensacola, I think will bring light to maybe some people who are listening, their areas, their hometowns, where they're at, maybe where they're teaching, how they can make an impact and what you are doing here. So do you mind sharing with us just where you're at and what you're doing with books and the, the west side, just kind of get us up to speed with, with what you have going on? So right now I am working with some of my close girlfriends. We were saying, you know, why don't we make an impact in our community ourselves, like as a group? And I have been hosting a book club here since 2017 with some strangers, all walks of life. We've all become friends. And so books have always been in the heart of my home and have been such a positive impact. And when COVID hit and I'm reading to my daughter, she has, of course, the teacher in me has bought her all the books. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, this is so great to read to her, to have this experience. And it just dawned on me with COVID, not everyone has that opportunity to go out and just buy a book or make it to their local library without any issue of getting one. Um, and even with COVID, it's become even more difficult. Right. And so I was just curious, as I walked around, for example, East Hill, which, you know, is in the, more the South area, right. I was like, man, there are so many little free libraries here. Right. And I thought about when I used to drive out more into the west, western parts of Pensacola, and I would really never see them. And I talked to my girlfriends, and I was saying, like, there's something, to, there seems to be a disparity between that. And so I went in to research it. And, you know, in East Hill, we have 11,000 people in 2016, and there's nine little free libraries, and there may be even more now. Hmm. Um, and on the west side, there's nearly 28,000 in 2016, and there's four. Wow. And no public library is in that zip code, whereas there are some in, again, East Hill, Cordova Park, 
downtown, um, just the areas that have more resources available. And so I guess our goal and what we're hoping to do, we're brand new right out of the gate um, is to build little libraries in that, in the zip codes that do not have them and as well and like areas in front of schools and community centers and also we are partnering with camp happy sands to donate books to the children that go there as well as books to pandora's breakfast so we're trying to partner with local organizations that already have some form of outreach to also give them books and literacy resources as well Mm, that's so good tell us about what those organizations are doing in the community camp happy sands is near and dear to my heart. Um, have you, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Um, I haven't. It is, I worked there for four summers when I was 15. It was really a huge catalyst for me to become a teacher. What Camp Happy Sands does is they take six weeks of the summer, it's been around since the 60s, um, and it's a little hidden gem. They will drive to areas where of, of low in, income areas and okay. pick up kids and take them to the beach for the week. They drive into the areas of, for children who have low-income neighborhoods and pick them up in a van, and they drive them over to Perdido. And, wow. and they get them bathing suits if they need it. Churches volunteer and feed them every day at lunch. Um, they learn how to swim. I used to help teach the swim lessons, and cool. they do crafts. Okay. And they even learn how to fish on Fridays. Um, so it's just really cool. Um, and they've been doing that for decades. And so I was there for several years. So I, I, in turn, have reached back out and said, hey, I would love to give each kid that ends the summer a book to okay. take with them home, as well as some questions for their parents that they can ask them to help them practice reading skills. Um, and so hopefully that is going to be a wonderful partnership. I have such a love for them and for all that they do they they give so much and it's it's not one you see all the time it's not an organization that's you know boasting out there they just do it and they do god's work and it's really amazing that is awesome we've got to get them on the podcast and so for people who are listening this looks like it's just a pensacola thing so like they're not driving up to auburn alabama or opelika right they're not picking up kids like okay 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 yeah, it's a Pensacola thing, but it's really cool for people who are in the area. I mean, the beach is right, I don't know, a 15-minute drive down the road if you live in Pensacola, but it's not that easy for everyone to get out there to the beach. So I know exactly what you're meaning um, when you're saying, because I, I can imagine some people are like, what, you don't drive out to the beach? Like, not every kid has seen the no, beach, you know? It's like, no. It would break my heart. I would have... Um, some of my memories are just being with those kids and we would go to the beach and it blew their mind because they'd never been to the beach before. Wow. There were animals in the water. <laughs> They're like, there's fish in here. Oh. Because they know, all they know is a pool, maybe. Yeah. And so that is a completely different experience. Oh. Um, so that was How a lot was of fun. It? Yes. And when those little crabs get underneath your feet, you got to pick up your feet. Okay. Like kids, you've got to pick them up, you know? Oh man. Yeah. I can't wait for all that to happen with our little ones. So, um, really cool what you're doing, Jordan. And then the other organization, did you want to mention what they do that you're working with? 
So there is an event that happens in the month of December. I also am in the junior league and we help with it as well. It's called Pandora's Breakfast. Um, it's been around for a while. And what Pandora is doing is she brings foster families to this Christmassy event and the kids get to shop for their foster parents. So they get to go Christmas shopping and they also do activities as well um, that are cr Christmas based. So for example, my table, we helped make an ornament. Um, I remember Julia was there as well. And so that is always a fun event. It's one day in December. It's really cool to see the impact and the way that the kids are able to go and get the, not have to stress about getting the gifts. Um, and so that's kind of where that is. And so our hope is to get a Christmas book for each child. So they have that to read over the holidays through however many years they keep the book. That's cool. And I'm sure if people do want to get involved with that, they can follow you and you can give them more information. And we're going to do contact information um, at the end. So I want to jump in more. I do want you to give your contact information, but I really want to jump into this books thing that you're doing with the, uh, the public or the free little libraries and how you guys are making this possible because this is something that communities can do where they're at. Like we have people who are listening to this and they are not in the United States of America. So they might not understand what this free little library is. I mean, this is like all the rage in some of these, I don't want to say nicer neighborhoods because it's not like that everywhere, but just it's, you know, they're in neighborhoods, they're in front of houses. It's like right next to your mailbox. So tell us the process of how you guys are getting together and making this happen. So the first thing that we're doing is we're reaching out to different locations. You typically want to pick a location that has plenty of foot traffic. Okay. Um, so schools are great. Feeding centers, um, place where they may have to go do, you know, get stamps or anything that has the family going and has children walking by constantly, the YMCA, anything like that. Okay. So you first have to find a location and then of course get permission from the people in that location. Can't yes. just go build up a, a thing wherever you want. Exactly. Um, and then we will, you can buy, it looks like a little house with a door. You can buy from the littlefreelibrary.org website okay. or you can, there are plenty of sellers on Etsy. The little free library actually has a construction plan so you can build your own. Um, and some people even upcycle and use like old school newspaper um, collection, like where you would buy newspapers. Okay. So people use those as well. And so you have all these options for how to build it. Our hope is to get either build our own or use unfurbished, unpainted ones so that when, for example, if we build it in front of an elementary school, the kids can help design how it is going to be painted. Cool. And then we will fill it. I've already started collecting some books. We'll fill it with a range of picture books, chapter books, whatever you can think of. And something we're doing right now for every library, there's 37 in Pensacola total. Okay. We are filling them with like questions for comprehension. So parents know, what do I ask my kid to help them become a better reader? How do I help wow. them? And so we have a worksheet that will be going out within the next week or so that anyone in town can go check it out. We'll put it on our website once that's up and running. 
and you can get it from there as well so that it's standards-based. It's aligned the floor to standards. So kids are practicing those reading skills at home. That's so good. And we'll put a link in the description of this podcast so that people can go there for more information. So, you know, no worries about connecting with Jordan and getting these links and all that. I love that you're having them design the free library box. So it is like Jordan was saying, like a box with a door and then inside are the children's books. Um, I love that you're letting them get some stake in this so that they can see like, this matters. This is important. Having books available to me is a big deal. Reading is a big deal. Um, learning words and what they mean and how we use them. Like that's so important to these little kiddos. So really good job, girl. Way to work, like way to honestly decrease and let God increase in your life. Like I can't imagine that that's been easy to do just to kind of be like, you know, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it for the Lord. Like I, I imagine there had to have been some sacrifice in that. Have you had any hard times kind of deciding like, no, this is what I'm going to do for Jesus? Yes. That's funny that you actually say that. That happened today of what? all days. Okay. Yeah. So, um, without, you know, giving away what it was, I was potentially going to take a job that, I really wanted to do. I really felt passionate about it. I was super excited. Yes. I was working with social media because I do love doing graphics. I am not a graphic designer. I okay. will go ahead and say that. I'm not. But I right. do enjoy colors and putting things together. And yes. I love creating websites. I'm really weird like that. Um, if I could just do social media all the time and design it, I would. But my heart, God calls me to work with kids and to help spread his word and all of it. And so... I was supposed to go for an interview today. Um, I was, you know, the final pick for the interview and God just kept telling me the last few days, this is not meant for you. This is not meant for you. This is somebody else's gift to go to run with. This is not your own. Wow. And yeah, it was very, I mean, and I, I actually talked to Julia too. And I got off the phone. I called and said, look, I'm feeling in my heart that someone else is called for this position. It's not mine. What? And, yeah. Um, you did that. Yeah. That's the Lord girl. Like that is legit. I mean, who calls and says that, but like that is confidence in Jesus. Like that is a leap of faith where you're like, I am believing without seeing. And I know in my heart to make this statement, like that is the Lord. That's amazing. Cause it's true. Like he does, everybody's jobs. Like we've had someone on the podcast before and it's like, when God chooses you for something, like he's going to choose you, you know, he's, he's <laughs> choosing you for it. It's just our job to choose Jesus in return and walk with him through that and have faith through that. So like the fact that you did that today, okay, keep going. I'm talking over you. Let's go. girl. <laughs> walk me through it. Walk me through it. All right. What, what led you to that? And you know, where are you at right now sitting with this decision? I mean, I'll be completely honest. Um, the woman I spoke with was so sweet and she said, thank you for calling and telling me that. And the conversation ended pretty soon after, cause she was of course going to go talk to the person who's going to get the job. Okay. And I first was, I just texted my husband. I was crying. I was like, I cannot believe I gave up this opportunity. I, I just can't believe it. But the, of course, the further I sit back, the more at peace I am with 
God has given me so many opportunities in the past couple of years where when something is meant to be, it'll be, and I don't question it for a second. Oh, that's and so good. He, he always has, you know, even with the Pensacola Reeves thing, it started at our friend's pool and at a party. And I was like, this is an idea I have. And my best friends just jumped on it and were like, oh my gosh, yes, we want to be involved. Like, how do we do this? And those are the times that you can feel the Lord working and that it's meant to be when you have no questions, Mm. just peace. And I wasn't feeling that. I just kept feeling this is meant for someone else. And so to whomever that person is, I don't know who you are, but (laughs) God's on your side too. And he's on you there. So yes, yes. And the Lord is fighting our battles. Like he is fighting. He is going in front of us. If we believe that he is, that's so good. Yes. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still like that verse came up today. That's like, Yes. Like he, what verse is that? Exodus 14, 14, uh, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And that's just what I'm thinking. When you say that it's like, you're being still, you're looking back, you're looking forward, like, okay, Lord, this is where you have me. This is what you have in, in front of me right now. This is what I'm doing today. You know, you're keeping it simple. You're like, I'm a teacher. I'm a second grade teacher. Also teacher of the year. I might add, I can, you know, I'm giving you praise because I'm your friend, (laughs) like teacher of the year. That's awesome. Um, you know that, and then you're also doing some great things in the West side. Like God is using you. I mean, you are being used as a tool for him and you're just constantly choosing Jesus. You're like, no, this is, this is where I'm going with the Lord. This is, and that's a humbling thing to do because it's like, Yes, I'm choosing you, Lord. Today, I'm waking up and I'm choosing you and I'm making this sacrifice because I choose you and I know that you're fighting for my battles today. And I, you know, you're believing that he will do that for you. And that's just a beautiful thing. I, I want to know more about your book because this is another thing that God has brought up in your life. And so you're having to work and put time towards that. And, and I just love your story of how you got into being an author because he's, I don't want to say he's made it easy for you because that's not, that's not, life is not easy, but he has opened doors for you. There's a difference. He's opened doors for you that, you know, and not everybody gets those doors open. So talk to us about how he has been working in your life through being a new author. Yes. So if you had told me five months ago, even that, Hey, you're going to write a book and it's going to be published. I would have laughed. Um, I would have said, I'm not a writer. That's cute. Um, but I guess it was back in May. I had just moved. I was very upset, very down because I think any teacher can agree us having our last months of school taken away was incredibly painful. Um, There was just a lack of closure there. And I was going through all of my teaching stuff. And in my drawer, I found a note. And it was a note from my very first year of teaching. A little backstory there. My first class was incredibly difficult, lovely kids, but I had a really hard year and I couldn't see the mistakes I was making that first year. Of course, hindsight's 2020. So I read this note and it said something like, we're sorry for making you cry, Miss Baggett, which was my maiden name. Mm-hmm. And I sat there and I thought, oh my gosh, when I look back on my first year as a teacher, I am mortified of all the things I didn't know 
And I genuinely walked in thinking like, I say in the book, having a savior complex, like I'm going to be like the dead poet society. I'm going to be standing on top of desks and just inspiring these kids with my words. Yes. That didn't happen at all. Um, And so I'm looking at this and I was like, man, what would I have told my 22 year old self if I could go back? And I just kind of started writing it down. I was like, okay, first of all, you need to focus on the actual teaching, not how cute your classroom is. And I think that sometimes we have those people in our lives who speak the brutal truths that we need to hear. Like that girlfriend you take shopping that tells you, no, that top is not cute. Don't wear that. Um, Right. Or your spouse who's like, you know, directing you through, walking with you through life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't always necessarily have that in your job. Someone who understands what you're doing and what it really means to be a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, a podcaster, whatever you're doing. And so I started just writing these down. I thought I really would love to share these. And so I wrote a couple chapters. I was like, okay, this was fun. Nothing's going to happen with it, but I'm going to send it off to this publisher that a teacher I follow uses and just see what they think. And I sent it off. And like within a day, this was in May, she replied, I really like this idea. Can you send me a proposal with a few chapters and an outline? And so I sent it back and she emailed me back and then said, okay, I'm going to send your chapters and your outlines out to other teachers to get their point of view. And some of them, one had been teaching three times longer than I have, and one was new. And if they gave positive feedback, she was going to offer me a contract. And so of course I anxiously wait a few weeks and I even received the feedback personally so that I could read what they thought. And it worked out. The feedback was positive. They said it was very engaging to read. They felt like they were listening to a friend. And so they offered me a contract. That's awesome. That is kind of where we are. I am in the revisions stages of that. So she just actually sent me back some revisions today. So I'm going to work on those with the last months of summer I have and uh, get those done. But I was, it was a, I will say as exciting as the book is, there is also definitely a part that is very humbling. Because to write this book, I had to pick the things that pick myself apart, pick everything I did wrong. Mm. There were definitely some that I, you know, are humbling to write. And so it's been a great experience. I think, um, like you said, it was just meant to be because I still can't believe I'm even at this point right here. That's so awesome. I know it's like such a cool story of how God has opened doors for you to write this book. And there are some new teachers, I hope, who are listening to this who are like, I want to connect with Jordan and I want to ask her questions. And I love what just what you were saying about the classroom and decorating. I'm sure some teachers are like, I have to get my room. I just want it to look just right. I want it to be perfect. But you have more in your message. And yeah, they wanna they wanna learn from you. So Jordan, how do we connect with you? Well, the easiest way you can, I mean, you can find me on Facebook, Jordan McKinney, but um, I also am on Instagram at jordan.mckinney. And I also run a, another Instagram that focuses a little bit more on books that's called Reading and Rosé. And so all of those are just different ways to connect. Reading and Rosé. Oh girl, I got to follow you. So it's like reading and A and D Rosé. 
I do love me some rosé. I am reviewing all these books. Like I said, books are a central, central focus in my life. Um, and I just decided that, Hey, I want to take some pictures and start reviewing books because like I said, I've actually been leading book club for years. And what I would do, my sister-in-law calls it therapy. I write questions for books for book club personally that are all very, um, what's the word? They're deep questions. Like for example, I'll have a character and I'll say, this character was depicting the sin pride. How, what, how do you show pride in your own life? Where's an area that that's a struggle for you? So I'll take a fiction book and flip it to be more about you and more of a, almost like a devotional book, Bible study kind of work. And so I've just been, I used to throw the questions away. And then I thought, you know what? There might be somebody in Kansas who wants these questions. Why am I throwing them away? I take all this time. So now I'm just starting to share them out there with everyone. That's so good. Reading dot and dot Rose. So we will connect with you there. And I always ask people as we wrap things up, what's a Bible verse that's helping you through this season in your life? Definitely for me right now, it's Proverbs 19.21. Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. Hmm. I mean, that verse, hands down. I mean, I can wish all the things I have. I can want all of these things, just like that job I'd mentioned, but it's God's purpose that's going to prevail. That's what's yes. going to work out. If he wants, and sometimes, you know what? He's not going to open a door. It's not going to happen. It's going to be locked. And someday you'll be able to look out the window instead and see why that didn't work out. Beautiful. And I just trust in him. That's all we can do. But the Lord's purpose prevails. So many people listening right now, they want something to work out the way they want it to look. They have dreams and ambitions and goals and uh, things that have been in their hearts maybe for a long time, desires, and they want those to happen in their timing and the way they want. But no, God's word's like, my purpose, my purpose prevails and it will. And your life is a living testimony of that. Uh, Jordan, this conversation has been great because it's been like, even today you face something where you could share with us where God's like, my purpose is going to prevail and you are doing great work. So we're going to follow you online, Jordan McKinney. And you're like the cutest thing ever. Like your Instagram is adorable and you are so cute and you're so tan. Oh my gosh. Uh, tan goals. Okay. That's my desire. You are like my tan goals. So, okay. Well, we love you, Jordan. Thank you so much for your time. And I always end podcast saying in Jesus name, I pray we decrease and God increases in our lives. Amen. Amen. Don't you just love Jordan? I told you that you would. She is so sweet and she is so cute and she's so inspiring, right? She's laying down her idols. She's laying down her desires, even if it's something that's been a burning passion on her heart, like she likes to build websites. She's laying that down at the foot of Jesus because she knows that she's being used in this area. So can we relate to that? God's word relates to that. Sometimes we have to lay down our desires and follow his desires. There is a scripture that says the Lord knows the desires of our hearts. That's Psalm 37. This is coming from David. We're talking about delighting yourself 
in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So that's verse four. But let's read a little bit before and after that what it says. This is what the Lord instructs us and this is what the Lord promises us. So prepare to hear what the Lord is promising you with your desires. This is what it says starting in verse three. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. So we have to have faithfulness. That's believing in Jesus. Faith, we do not see God, but we know he exists. So cultivate faithfulness. That's an action. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Verse five, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do it. That is a promise from Christ Jesus, from our word that we get from the Bible. Verse six, he will bring forth your righteousness like the dawn, your justice like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord, verse seven, and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when men prosper in their ways, when they carry out wicked schemes. So is something happening in your life that's not in your timing? Maybe it's of the Lord's timing. It says right here, verse seven, be still before the Lord. So we're still following him. We're still trusting him. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Things may not be in our timing, but praise God they are in his timing. He created all things. He is in all things. Let's let him be in all things. Let's him invite him into our homes. Let's invite him into our conversations. Let's invite him into our daily life. Let's be still and wait on the Lord. Let's remember that Psalm 37 where it says the Lord knows the desires of your heart. Yes, he does know the the desires of your heart, but it's about his timing. It's about his will for your life. And we have to choose Jesus. We have to have faith in Jesus and faith has legs. Faith walks. Where are we walking today? How are we believing in Jesus today? Are we in his word? Are we trusting in his plan? Are we serving the people around us? Oh, this is such an honor to talk to you through this podcast. Just know that life is hard. It is not easy, but we have God's promises to know that if he says it to you, he will do it. If he says it, From Psalm 37, we know that he will do it. Believe in Christ Jesus today. Believe that he has a plan for your life. Believe that he knows the desires of your heart. And if he promises you something, he will do it. Believe that today. You are loved. Thank you for being here. Share this with your friends. Subscribe to the podcast if you want to stay tuned for next week. We would love that. And always a review helps out the podcast. It gets it out to others so that they can see it. They can listen to it. And our prayer in this is that you get closer to Jesus. This is nothing unless you are getting in the Bible every day. You are praying to God. You are having a relationship with him because it is not about what we see, but it is about who we are in Christ Jesus. And then from there, from that relationship, from that quiet time, we can go out and be his disciples and be his workmanship and do what we were called to do. So that's how it works. That's how it works. There's there's a process and it's great. Now here's Jordan with her update from our conversation. Hey, you guys. So after we recorded this podcast, some things changed that I'm really excited about and I just had to share with you. So after we talked, it really came to my teams and I attention 
that so much is needed in the community right now in Pensacola after COVID. And really more than ever, we need to emulate the verse 514 from Matthew, be the light. And to us, what is more of the light in the sunshine state than the sunshine? So how did this change? Well, Pensacola Reads is now under the umbrella of a much larger organization called Positively Pensacola, a place for positive people. So what we're going to do is host what are called Sunshine Gives. So those book drives and little libraries, yes, they're still going to happen, but so much more is going to be available too. One way that we're going to share the sunshine is by what are called Sunshine Gives that people nominate somebody in the community who's really emulating that light for the Pensacola and Gulf Coast area. We create a little bag and it says, you're a sunshine, and we surprise them at their place of business or at home with a cute little bag filled with fun items. And you can see those on our Instagram at Positively Pensacola. And we also give them a shout out of why they are so special and shine a light on our Pensacola community. Not all of our sunshine shares, though, are just going to be bags. Sometimes, like tomorrow, we're going to be donating donuts and coffee to a local doctor's office who's been dealing a lot with COVID. Another way we have is another one of our team members is going to be playing violin at a retirement home so they can hear the beautiful music and enjoy a day in safety in their rooms. So not all sunshine gives are items. The really main idea is shining a light on the people of Pensacola in a time where we really need it the most. Not only are we doing these sunshine gives, but we have three events because in this transient town of Pensacola, people come and go, but the magic of this area stays forever. And so we want to connect the people that live here with three different events per month. One of them is called Moms and Mimosas. Now don't worry if you're Dog moms count, but if you're not a mom, you can always come. We will be having a mom mosa bar at a local park and have a pop-up picnic where your children can play on the equipment, your dogs can run around, and you can meet and mingle with other women who are maybe going through the same things you are. The next we've been doing since 2017, and it's called Books and Bubbly. This is a local meetup for a book club. But these books are not your average mom's book club. Yes, we talk about the book, but even more than that, the conversation and the questions that are written are specific to our group to deal with self-reflection or themes. So for example, a book we're reading right now, which I highly suggest, is The Vanishing Half. We're talking about identity, and so we're going to be diving into that for the next four meetups. We break the book apart, and it's been creating connections and friendships in this book club since 2017 because nothing brings women together more than having those genuine conversations. Finally, and one of my favorites, is called Walking and Worship. This is great for those that have been in their faith for a long time, or maybe if you're just honestly curious about the Christian faith at all. We will be meeting in different areas and walking a 5K. Trust me, it's easier than it sounds. We're going to be talking in fellowship, listening to worship music playing in the background, and maybe diving into a devotional each time. The conversations are going to be genuine, but not only is it good for you physically, it's going to be great for your soul and for your heart as well. We're going to be doing that as well. And so all three of these events you're able to get involved in. The website is going to go live on August 9th. We're so excited to share this with the Pensacola community. If you're wanting to get involved, you'll be able to look at us up at PositivelyPensacola.org or on Facebook at Positively Pensacola. You can also follow us on Instagram 
just starting today, we've done already two sunshine shares. So you're going to be able to see who are getting those sunshine shares and who are those lights in the community. Finally, if you are wanting to either join up and go to these events or you're wanting to be on our team and help us make this a possibility, or even if you just want to donate, when you look on our website, we're going to have an Amazon wish list so you can donate to our Sunshine Shares and be a part of that experience. This organization is completely free. There's nothing that we ask from you except to show up. And if you want to be a member of a team, be a part of those Sunshine Shares. This organization is for everyone and for anyone because women should empower women. And honestly, being an adult is hard, but meeting amazing people shouldn't have to be. We hope to see you soon, and thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I've loved this experience, and I'm so excited to get to know other women in this town and start bringing some sunshine to the area. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening. Next week, we will have on my friend Jen Bish. She is with Storyvox. If y'all want to go ahead and follow them on Instagram, it's a super fun company, video production company down in Sarasota, Florida, and Jen Bish is talking about taking a leap of faith in moving. She and her family, two kiddos, and her husband have moved their family to Sarasota, Florida to help plant a church, and they have their own business, so they're starting fresh in Sarasota, Florida, and they're loving it, but there are some struggles with that, and she opens up her heart about it and shares what God has put on her heart, so it's super encouraging. And we will see you all next week. Have a great week. Thank you for listening.